everyone, and welcome to Pursue the Pool, the podcast that is geared towards helping people who are looking for a career change or for those who want to work for themselves and start their own business. So how do we differ from all of the other inspirational podcasts out there? Well, what we do is we interview people from a range of different industries. So if you want to set up your own restaurant or marketing agency or floristry or yoga studio, whatever it might be, we have someone specific from that industry to tell you the highs and lows, but most importantly, the truth. Now, we are one community, we are one group, and we have all of the answers. I'm your host, Stacey Bevan, and today I have an amazing guest. Her name is Bailey, and she is the founder and head designer of Honeywave Creative that specializes in brand and website designs. So first of all, thank you so much for joining us, Bailey. We really appreciate the insight you're about to give us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to just share my my story and hopefully it helps y'all out a little bit. Oh, and you have got a lot to share. But (laughs) before you do, I just want to give a little bit of background into what it is that you do and the kind of services that you offer. So after completing a marketing degree in business administration, you quickly realized the entrepreneurial path was made for you. And you tried starting lots of different businesses, which we're going to go into. So I'm really excited (laughs) about that. Um, But finally, you did identify your path and Honeywave Creative was born. Now, Honeywave Creative specializes in brand and highly interactive conversion-driven website designs. And you've worked with many international businesses and also entrepreneurs. You create impactful designs that help businesses grow. Now, you've been featured in the Thriving Women's Conference, Honeybook's Rising Tide and the Canvas Rebel. You have also been the keynote speaker for multiple events and have established yourself as a thought leader to some of the world's largest brands. Now, this is amazing. I am just going to jump into the first question. So tell us a little bit about your background. Where did it all start? Were you in employment, then went to become an entrepreneur or did you go straight from university or how did it all come about? What, where did it start? Yeah, for sure. And thank you for that introduction. I feel like you did an amazing job better than I could have done. (laughs) So for my background, it's actually, I feel like a little atypical from what people typically go about their path for entrepreneurship, but I went to college and got my marketing degree for undergrad. And then that was at the University of Louisiana Monroe. And then I went to Ole Miss for my MBA. And so I got my MBA and it was just immediately after I graduated. Uh, and I actually did my MBA because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. And so figured an extra schooling wouldn't hurt any. So I went to go get my MBA. And then after I finished that, I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And it was in the middle of COVID. So you all know how that was with jobs. It was not easy finding a job, but I was trying to get hired by somebody and I'd come back home and I was looking around trying to find a local graphic design business to work with. Cause at that point I said, okay, I think I want to be in graphic design. That was after I'd already applied for a million other jobs and none of them hired me. So I was like, okay, let's narrow the search down, try to get graphic design. And I finally found a place that was going to let me work for them. And then my town got hit by a hurricane and it was a terrible hurricane. And so we were out like two months in a hotel in another city, just waiting it out till we could get power and get back into the house. And so that time that I was there, the business that I was supposed to be working with just kind of 
ghosted me for lack of better words, but not to blame that business because we literally had a hurricane knocking everything down. I don't blame them at all. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on, but I said, you know what? I'm just going to take this into my own hands. I shouldn't be relying on somebody else to help me create my future. If I know I want to go and start a business one day, why not do it now? And so I learned how to do brand and website design from the hotel lobby, taught myself everything that needed to be done. And it was nice because I did have that business and marketing background, but I didn't know how to do any of the graphic design side. So okay. went through and taught myself how to do it in the lobby and started posting on Instagram and started getting clients that way. Wow. But So you said before that um, you tried different businesses. Talk mm-hmm. to me about that. So you knew <laughs> that you wanted to start a business. You knew that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and you tried lots of different things. So how did all of that come about and what is it what is it that you did and that brought you to the point where you are today yeah so I've had lots of businesses and I I think the one that people like the most is my potato pet business and it was you know the pet rock have you heard of the pet rock yeah it was a thing. It was a thing back in whenever that was. Yeah. And I was like, you know, business ideas don't always have to be something super complex. Let me just yeah. make potato pets. It'll be funny. Yeah. I thought I was going to be on, <laughs> make the news. I don't even know what I was thinking. But so I created this whole business and had different types of like, I had a sloth potato, a pug potato, and like had traveling cases for them. And I was trying to sell the potato pets. And with that, I built, and I, I had other businesses, but that was, I feel like the one, the last one that launched me into this, but I built out the full brand, the full website for it. And I said, you know, that was the part that I enjoyed was doing that. The other part I didn't really have fun with. And so after I enjoyed it and I saw that I could actually do it and do it well, I said, okay, I think that might be where I need to go and pursue further to see what I can do with with it. Amazing. And did you have like any fear at the time? Because you you said early on that you knew you wanted to have your own business. Like, where did that thought come from? Like, you could have gone into employment, but where did the thought come from that, first of all, you wanted to be an entrepreneur? But secondly, how did you, how did this come about in terms of, did you have any fear or any have, have any self-doubt or? Yeah, for sure. And I think, I've always known that I wanted to be a business owner, mostly because I think a lot of us don't like being told what to do and being able to like have that control over our own life. So I feel like I always had that calling. I just thought it was going to come later. And I thought I'd have to go work for somebody else, learn the ropes, and then go and do it myself. I just didn't expect to go into it so soon. But the fear that accompanied that was most definitely worrying what other people thought about me, which I feel like I've gotten a lot better than now. But especially whenever you're first starting, especially posting on social media, you don't want people to see you and they just think, oh, it's so cringy, but cringy is good. Cringy is, everything is cringy in the beginning. And then it's not cringy anymore once you're making all the money and you have all the clients and you have all the followers, like it's not cringy anymore. So anybody out there who's worried about being cringy or embarrassing, just don't worry about it. You're the one that's out there doing it. They wish they were, they're too scared to do it. So the fact that you're putting yourself out there in the first place is a huge step and it's something that pays dividends in the long run. Yeah, definitely. And um, did you need a lot of investment to initially start or was it just the training side that you needed in terms of knowledge? So what's really great about what I do is there's really not a ton of capital involved in the front side. All I had or needed really was a laptop to begin with. And I had that already from school. So I had my computer and everything else just came from YouTube. I will say Whenever I I did the first couple months, I got a couple clients just 
posting on Instagram, learning from YouTube. And then I got to a point where I said, okay, I, I don't really know what I'm doing or like even for websites, I don't know what people are expecting just because I never yeah. really done the process before. So I invested in a course early on and that course really laid a firm foundation of what I should be delivering with branding assets, what I should be delivering with website, what people are expecting. And then I was able to take that information in, make it my own to make sure that it fit my clientele and who I was wanting to serve. And so that really helped in the beginning. But as far as the other capital, it really wasn't a big investment up front. Okay. Okay. And how did you actually get your first client? So <laughs> posting on Instagram, but okay. it's funny because at the beginning I was really just desperate. Like I was posting twice a day, even, which is a ton posting twice a day, just trying to gain some type of traction mm-hmm. and I was getting traction, but I just didn't have anybody buy yet. So I said, okay, I need to do some outreach. And I know that sometimes people get messages on social media from people selling and it's just super, just like, why are you doing this? But I didn't do it that way. I went and I made a list of people, businesses that I wanted to work with. I, for some reason, I really wanted to work with luxury picnic businesses. And I don't know why, but they just, I thought it was so cool. And it was a unique idea. So I made a list of a hundred luxury picnic businesses that I found on Instagram that I thought needed a new website. And then I would just take them chunk by chunk. And I did, I think it was 20 a day that I would go through and I would look at their Instagram and I didn't just send a generic, those like messages that you read and you think, Oh my God, another one of those. I went through, I looked at their profiles. I learned about them, got to know them. And then I sent them a personalized message saying, Hey, like I really love what you're doing. If you ever do need help in the website and brand area, I'd love to be your go-to. Just let me know. Uh, if not, no biggie. Just I'm I'm glad I found you because I think you're super cool and what you're doing is awesome. And it paid off. I actually, the first two people that I got from Instagram are both luxury picnic businesses. And then from there, it quickly spread from referrals and just people seeing that I actually could perform and do what I was doing because I could share that work on Instagram. More started coming in. Amazing. And during this time, did you have, not from like the startup stage, but as you started growing and evolving as a business, did you have any kind of challenges that you had to overcome? Or was there a point where, you know, you felt like giving up or maybe you wasn't earning the money that you needed? Mm-hmm. Or was there anything during that time that kind of made you think, oh, am I doing the right thing and questioning what you were doing? (laughs) Yeah, I think all business owners get to those points throughout their business where it's like, oh man, what am I doing? Is this really worth it? But I will say I never got to the point where I debated quitting. I just, I feel in my heart that this is really what I'm called to do. And so I never got to that point where I was at the point ready to give up to it or go back to a nine to five, never got there. But I definitely faced challenges along the way. And I think that what's so cool about the challenges is they're almost a good sign. Like people like to look at challenges in a negative light, but I like to reframe that and say, you know, these challenges are coming up, but that means it's a good sign because that means I'm hitting a growth point. It's that friction, that plateau where you get there and you have to figure it out. It takes, it might be a little step back, but once you get it, you accelerate forward. And I found that every single one of my challenges, it's frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. And you hit this wall and then it just, you blossom up. It's almost the sunshine after the rain. So that's how I approach the challenges. And it's really helped to get through all the difficult times as a business owner. 
Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. And do you have any kind of inspiration? Do you watch any, you know, YouTube videos? Do you read any books? Do you have a business mentor or an advisor? Do you have anything that, in you know, helps you in terms of to continue with your business from an inspiration yeah. point of view? I, I don't watch too many YouTube videos, but I really love reading. And I say reading, I like audiobooks. <laughs> so podcasts okay. But one of my favorites is Donald Miller, and he's the one that does building your story brand. And also he just put a new one out. I think it's how to build your small business or how to grow your small business. But he's really great about teaching you how to scale your business in a simple way. So not trying, because a lot of people, whenever they try to do more and grow, they, they do too much and they spread themselves too thin whenever it's really just simplifying your business, perfecting what you're good at or what you're wanting to be good at. And then you can grow and take the next steps from there. And so I really like his book. And then the story brand book is awesome too, because it teaches you how to communicate what your value is and what your offers are to everybody else around you. So it's the messaging side of the business, which is really important whenever you're selling yeah. offers. Okay. And how did you know that this was your passion? How did you know that you was on the right path and this is what you were meant to do you touched on a little bit earlier um but how did you know that this was the passion this was something that you should follow and that you'd be successful in I just always knew that I was creative okay <laughs> and was kind of whenever I was doing job interviews even I yeah. tell what we had with my MBA program we had practice job interviews that we would do and I would tell the people, or I remember saying, I'm just super creative. And they say, well, what are the tangible ways? I'm like, I don't know how to describe to you my creativity, but I'm creating. I just remember like all throughout school, we had to do simple presentations, but I would go above and beyond and make up a whole song about it and a dance and come up with different rhymes and reasons to remember. And the whole class loved it because it helped them study for the test. But I just never did things the way other people did them. Yeah. And after getting into this and seeing the outcomes of the first time working with somebody and their reactions and how it was able to impact their business. And then also seeing the growth from that. I have one client who came to me and they were making $800 a month around. We made a website, did a brand, did a website, and they started making $30,000 a month, like the very next month had a launch. And then it was consistent after that. And after seeing that impact that my creative mind could bring about it just kind of made me I don't know I felt like I was thriving in it and it just made me want more of it so I just really dug into it that's that's incredible and how do you like feel about in terms of competitors because this is such a competitive market there's so many I mean I get approached all the time and I know a lot of businesses do did that phase yeah. you or how did that make you feel in terms of the competition that you were up against in the beginning, it did. It was intimidating. And okay. it's very easy whenever they have a lot of other people doing what you're doing to sit and compare. Yeah. And the comparison is a thief of all joy, as they like to say. And it can really get in your head. And I I think as a new business owner starting up, you need to really try not to compare yourself because a lot of what you see on the surface level is not what's going on behind the scenes. And there's a lot of businesses that I was jealous of in the beginning and thinking, how are they doing this? They're growing so much quicker than me. There's all this kind of stuff that I thought that they just had it made and they aren't even in business anymore. They weren't in business very long and here I am. So just don't, don't compare yourself with everyone else and everything that's going on. 
And then as far as competition, I think that once you stop comparing yourself, you're able to really step into your own. And that's whenever you come across the place where you're differentiating yourself from everybody else. Like my thing, I don't just make websites. I make websites in a day. And I don't know yeah. many people. I, I know a couple other people who do websites and they build them out in a day, but they use templates that's and they incredible. only- <laughs> yeah, they they do templates or they do one or two pages in a day. We do up to six. We've done 10 page websites in a single day with the brand. And I don't know anybody else is doing that. So whenever you can step into your own and you stop comparing, you're really able to dive into what makes you special. And yeah. then it's not even a space for competitors anymore. It's just you. And if they want to work with you, they will. That is incredible. Yeah, that's very impressive. I don't know any company, well, that, that I've come across that can do a website in a day. That is that is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> um, so if I was to ask you to give, because we have a lot of people um that listen to our podcast that do want to start their own business, first of all. And you know, they do have a lot of fear. There's a lot of self-doubt. Um, they may not have the confidence as well. And, you know, they, they some of them don't really know where or, or how to begin. So what advice would you give to someone who, who wanted to start their own business but had all of these thoughts going on? I would think the first place to start is to focus on one thing. Because kind of how you just said, they have all these thoughts going along. Yeah. Where I see a lot of people go wrong is that they have all these great ideas and they want to do all the great ideas in one. For example, whenever I started... I wanted to do brands and websites and social media and copywriting. I wanted to do it all. And I thought that if the more that I did, the more value I would be able to provide. But really narrowing down, especially whenever you're first starting on one thing, if you're a service provider, one service, or if you're a product company, even focusing on one line of products, but focusing in on that one thing and then perfecting it before you branch out is the move to make sure that you can really get started on a firm footing and you can make your clients happy and then you can always grow from there. Okay. And for those that like have that fear, you say you still have that kind of fear now, but what would you say to those who do have that fear and are just kind of, I don't know whether to do this or not, whether it's going to work out. What would you say to those that have that fear? I would say if you are feeling pulled to do it, there's a reason you're feeling pulled to do it and answer the calling and you're not going to regret something just for trying it. So give it all you got, see how it works out. Failure is a part of life and failure is not always a bad thing. My potato pets mm. failed me, but <laughs> the, my potato pets let me here. So just because something seems like it didn't work out like you wanted it to, yeah. stay on the path. If you feel like you should be doing that, there's a reason why you feel that way. And so pursue it. Pursue the pull. Pursue the pull. See where it takes you. Yeah, see where it takes you. I saw, I saw, see what you did there. <laughs> okay. And lastly, if if someone wanted to do exactly what you were doing and they wanted to start their own business doing the same as what you were doing, what advice would you give these people specifically that want to, you know, offer the services that you offer and do what it is that you do for their business? I would definitely say to really focus on just fine tuning your skills in the beginning of it. Because okay. I think one thing where I went wrong in the beginning was I was trying to just get clients, 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 and yeah. it worked great. But yeah, it's okay if you space your clients out a little bit in the beginning to focus on really perfecting a skill in creating exceptional work. And that exceptional work is going to allow you to 
raise your prices a lot higher, a lot quicker. And it's yeah. also going to help you get the clients in quicker. So that if I were to go back, not that I ever, I didn't put bad work out there, but yeah, focusing on really the quality of your work and being able to share that quality will help you grow a lot quicker, especially in the design world with the brands and the websites. You don't want to be putting out work that's not, not, not great. Yeah, would you say, because some people that start and go into this, they just take on a lot of clients and they have a lot of work. Would you say for them to do it kind of steady and maybe start and perfect with the one and build up slowly rather than just take on a lot of clients and try and do it that way and manage it all? So you're saying to perfect the skill and make sure the quality is right with the... Yeah, and I'd say too, if you don't get it perfected, the more clients you have where they're not perfected, the more they're going to keep coming back to you, keep coming back to you. And yeah. it, it kind of stifles your growth later on because you have the skills now and you're trying to work with these other clients, but you have to go back and fix the stuff that you didn't do quite right the first time. So it, it's worth it to take the time in the beginning and really learn what you're doing, learn the skill, whether that's through YouTube or Skillshare or finding a mentor, or getting into a course, but figure out what you need to be doing and how to do it correctly. And then it will save you a lot of time in the long run. Yeah, definitely. Look, you have, we, we've, you've answered all the, all of the questions. You have been incredible. And thank you so much for all of that insight that you've given us. I know a lot of people are going to find this really helpful. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I know we're in a different time zone, so I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being on here and I'm glad I was able to come on. No, great. Thank you. Have a good evening and thank you so much. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, everybody.